This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Bant.io, the AI-powered all-in-one lead generation solution that leverages top-performing strategies from over 12,000 campaigns, including email, social outreach, pay-per-click, retargeting, and sales chatbot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Sarah Santa Crochet. She is setting out to change a marketing paradigm that we're going to talk about today. And for 12 years, she was running a successful LinkedIn consulting business, which I suspect inspired a great deal of the work that goes then into the gentle marketing revolution. Grow your business your way with integrity and kindness. Sarah, thanks for joining me all the way from Switzerland. Thanks so much, Sean, for having me. And I'm looking at your backdrop and it reminds me of Switzerland a lot because <laughs> you're <laughs> up in the mountains you just shared earlier. Yeah, absolutely. So you're calling this book somewhat of a movement, make remaking marketing, change the current hype and paradigm. I guess let's start with what are some of your favorite, that, that's a terrible way to ask this, but what are some of your favorite ways that uh, marketing is broken? The favorite ways, like what I think of when Mark, when I say marketing is broken is that I believe we have lost touch with the human connection, that we went down the tech rabbit hole and everything got more automated and sure. we started using more and more tech. And I'm not saying let's get rid of tech, not at all, but let's use it in a way that also brings in the human connection. So that's one way. The other way is marketing, since we lost a human connection, got more and more pushy because we are not really talking to a human face anymore. We're talking to the crowds. And so marketers got more and more arrogant, daring in a way. And so it kept feeling to me that it got more and more pushy and more... I actually call this movement first the anxiety-free marketing mm -hmm. because I felt like marketing the way it is today was contributing to this ever-increasing level of anxiety. So from the consumer's or customer's perspective, because we are receiving on the receiving end, we feel like the marketing that we see and receive makes us feel less than. It makes us feel like something is wrong with us. It makes us feel like something is broken. Uh, in us. And so the marketer is, here's the solution and you're really not doing it. So you need this. But also from the other end, from the marketer's end, it felt like it, it increased anxiety because we are presented this marketer guru that has all the answers. And so we need to do it that way. Yeah. So it's interesting. There's no question that social media and email or our technology, certainly that, that have amplified some of this problem. But in some ways, hasn't this form of marketing, you go back 50 years, magazines and then radio and then television. And it seems, it seems like marketing in general has always been about you, you know, buy this product and you'll have a great life. And, and just, I, again, as I said, I think it's amplified now and omnipresent, but it's, it feels like that sort of mar type of marketing has been around forever. It has. And I think also what's changed is that the the customer has changed where the yeah. marketing hasn't maybe or has yeah. amplified. But yeah. on the other hand, the, the customer got more conscious. And so there's a misfit almost with the marketing yeah. now that hasn't changed so much or 
if it has changed towards the worse. And the customer, on the other hand, has developed and has become more conscious, wants to, you know, contribute to doing something good in the world and not just buy products for the product's sake. So it's almost like things grew apart even more. You know, one of the things and I'm not trying to let people off the hook necessarily, but I work with a lot of business owners that really they don't come to marketing knowing anything about it necessarily. They start an accounting firm or, you know, or a plumbing contractor. That's what they know, but they realize they have to get customers. And, and I think to a large degree, some people just fall prey to the idea of that's what I see other people doing. And that's what I'm going to do. I, a perfect yeah. example. You had a LinkedIn uh, consulting business. Talk about copycat there. I must get 10 to 12 pitches a day that are mm. all very similar for people trying to use LinkedIn as a way to, to get in front of people. So what do you say to that person that says, I just, I'm just doing what I see other people doing? Yeah. And I was one of those. I always start with that. I'm like, I was one of those. And that's why I had this breakdown that led to a breakthrough and made me realize there needs to be a way to make people understand that they can give themselves permission to do marketing in a way that feels good. And if what they're seeing out there does not feel good, like using the templates over and over again and just copy pasting, if that does not feel good, then give yourself permission and do it your way. Yeah, and that yeah. starts with finding out, well, who are you? What are your values? And what are you most, yeah, what's most important to you? One of the challenges I see quite often is that some of the things that that, that we all say we hate, that you go to buy a $29 product and before you can actually get the $29 product, you have to go through three levels of upsells of other types of things. The social proof buttons, those things that's become really popular. Now you go onto a website and every three seconds, some will pop up. Bill just bought this. Susie just bought this. And the problem with some of those things, I think, is that they work to some degree. Maybe 80% of the world hates them, but the other 20% are converted because of them. And I think that's the real challenge for a lot of people is that while they want to make the right choice, what's right for them, I should say, they're also afraid of not being effective in their marketing. How do you get by that? I would actually challenge the statement, they work, because I would say, do they? And it depends what kind of business you have. If it's a quick fix kind of business, so meaning you're selling something that people only buy once and then that's it, they're gone, right? Then maybe it works because yes, they get you clients right away. But if you're building a sustainable business, maybe a service-based business, maybe a business where, you know, that's based on memberships or recurring revenue, then it's really that first interaction with you that matters a lot and if you're getting a bunch of clients who are coming to you in anxiety and feeling like oh I gotta buy this now because this offer is gonna end in three minutes and coming with this kind of fear-based thinking then it might not work for you actually (laughs) and I could agree completely I'm not saying that, that that it's anything that that I would condone I just think that you see a lot you see the people making a lot of money on yeah. Facebook and places yeah. like that, selling garbage, but just in a very aggressive way. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the part that that 
is a challenge for people is because they see it working, as you said, by working. They're seeing people give money, you know, but is it, can they sleep at night? I certainly couldn't, but they're, I think that's the real challenge for a lot of people is that they, they feel like that's the only thing that works. Yeah. And I think the, the, the reason we have this conversation is to make them think and make them become aware. Maybe that maybe they've been doing things like myself that didn't, doesn't actually, you know, feel good for them. And then I invite them to think maybe there's another way. Right. And I think that's the key ingredient. So if you were going to boil down, what would you say is the core difference of the gentle marketing approach as opposed to some of the, the negative things we've been talking about? Yeah. What I realized is that for gentle marketers, it really actually starts with going on this inner journey and figuring out first who you are and what your values are. In marketing, we're always told who's your avatar, who's your ideal client. And we go and look outside for our success where I'm saying, if you really want to have this great time with your ideal clients and feel like they're getting you and you are aligned, then you need to actually go inside first and figure out, well, who am I? What are my values? What's my worldview? What are my stories? And then bring more of that into your marketing. Because naturally, we're talking a lot about purpose-based marketing now. Naturally, you will be bringing in uh, some of that, your why, your purpose. You're bringing that into your marketing. Again, if you're just going, oh, what's my purpose? And then let me market around that then that's seeking the answer outside again. The real work is going inside and figuring out who am I? And then you'll go to what's my purpose and all of that. So since you started down that path, you you want to describe because you do have a framework of, for what you're calling gentle marketing. So you want to lay out the framework, the steps? Yeah. In the book, I talk about three steps, basically, or three journey. Yeah. Three steps to a journey. And that takes you to, through a labyrinth. And mm-hmm. I have three R's and those are rumble, rise and resonate. And rumble is that rumbling. It's who am I and what's my purpose? Why am I in business anyway? Am I here to hustle or do I have a bigger mission in, in this world? So really going in deep inside so that you can then market from within. The second R is rise. So that's when you stand in, in the middle of the labyrinth and really rise above you know, all the others and really allow yourself to be different and to hear that voice that says, that's who I am and that's how I am different from other people. And then you go and bring that message. You really bring your worldview back into the world. And that's where resonate comes in and, and you start to resonate with your ideal clients. And you actually also give yourself permission to not be liked by everyone. I think that's a big yeah, message of that we don't always hear. We always think marketing means, oh, I have to get as many as possible and everyone. It's not yeah. true. It's actually not true. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I think most successful businesses realize that if they can tune their business for a very specific market, they are also then at the same time saying, here's who's not for me. And I think that's, I think that's actually a more compelling message. It, it's certainly a more attractive message to the people that you are trying to attract. Yeah. Yeah. So, in some ways, are we are we are we just trying to say be more human, or is it really more um, about being uh, empathetic in in your marketing as well? 
Yeah, it's being, I think by being empathetic, we are being more human. They go together. And I think it's also about really, yeah, that idea of bringing more of you, more of your stories so that you connect on a different level. You're not just connecting through a product, but you're connecting to a common worldview and common values. So that's really what, what this gentle marketing is about. It's coming from within and then connecting on a deeper level. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. Do you want more leads and faster? Whether you own a small to medium-sized business or a marketing agency, Vant.io is the solution for you. It's an AI-powered all-in-one lead generation solution that leverages email, social outreach, pay-per-click, retargeting, sales chatbots. If you're a marketing agency or consultancy looking to scale your offering and client base, they even offer a white label solution that allows you to fully customize and sell the platform as your own service. Find out more. Sign up today at bant.io. Look for a link in the show notes. So you are uh, choosing to to launch your book and and really maybe your entire practice around the book via uh, Kickstarter. Uh, yeah. So you want to explain how that process works, how it went for you. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are interested in or, or have seen other people doing it. I'm curious how it's worked for you and maybe unra- unpack that for us. Yeah. Obviously, I sat with that uh, for a while. I'm like, how does a gentle marker do a gentle book launch and not (laughs) being all hypey and pushy? And so uh, this idea of the Kickstarter came to me and I thought it's a great way to get momentum and get people involved. And we're always talking about get this 100 people who are really committed and start with those. And that's really what I wanted to create with the Kickstarter. And and so I ran that in, in December of 2020. And it was great timing because it was the energy started to shift and people are like, yeah, we need more gentleness right. in the business world. And so it was a great experience because I felt like I'm not just pushing my book out there. I'm really uh, creating uh, a movement. And so in the end, I got 111 people who uh, committed to that. And so, yeah, it was a, it's a great experience. And I highly recommend it. And if you have, yeah, it, it, whether it's a book or, or just a, a product that you want to launch, I would also say don't expect millions. I had a $3,000 goal and we we funded that fully in three days. So that was great. But I think it's one thing to expect a $3 million goal to, to fund that within uh, 30 days. Usually it's 30 days for the Kickstarter, yeah. but highly recommended. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of people do see the, the stories that, of course, get all the publicity are these somebody put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on Kickstarter and raised $10 million. And I, I think people do need to realize that it, it can be something that, that, that can certainly be used with very modest goals, can it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... Again, even Kickstarter, I was surprised because you hear good things about the Kickstarter community and the founders. And and even there, I felt they're overselling their thing. Again, with those big stories and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to expect. Maybe I'll be like making up. No, it's start small. And then maybe if you run it 10 times, you'll get to the big bucks. So... Since you have the word revolution in the title of your book, what are your continued plans for turning this into a movement? Yeah, 
Maybe what I just also want to share is why a revolution, because sometimes yeah. people tell me why a revolution. It's not like it's something completely different. And I think, A, it's because, yeah, we need to get back to it. And so that's some in some way uh, a revolution. So get back to empathy and kindness and, and the human connection. But also it has to do partly with my upbringing. I grew mm. up in a uh, hippie commune. My parents and, their, and some friends bought an apartment building together. And so I grew up in this revolutionary way. Yeah. And so to me, that's also coming full circle and building really a community around uh, this idea and not just, yeah, putting a message out there. So it's, it's really, I think we create change in a community and that's my plan with the book. So the, I'm starting or have started last year a community called uh, the Gentle Business Circle and so that's helping us together with the book and whatever else to really be mindful of how do we now create this change? How do we bring more empathy and kindness to the business world and to marketing? So why don't you share with people where they can find out more about uh, your work with the they invite people to the circle and, and where they can find your book? Yeah, thank you. So the book is I'm self-publishing, so it's available on Amazon. So just check for The Gentle Marketing Revolution. You can also go over to my website, thegentlemarketingrevolution.com forward slash book, or my main site at sarasinacroce.com. And if you hit forward slash circle, then you can find out more about The Gentle Business Circle. Awesome. Sarah, thanks for joining us uh, today. And hopefully uh, we'll run into each other someday when we get back out there on the road again. Yes. Thank you, John. Thanks so much for having me.